It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome back to Iowa's Newsworthy Past. The following episode includes items published in the West Des Moines Express in West Des Moines, Iowa on Friday, November 23rd, 1984. Acid Dissolves Reality by Chris Hartman and Neil Sanders. I got this feeling through my entire body, sort of a tingling feeling. It's not like pot. When you smoke pot, it's just in your head. You can feel LSD in your big toe if you want to. You stare a lot. I just sit in the student center and look at the wall. I can see the walls sinking down below the floor. The first time I tripped, I was talking to someone and I just got this really cool feeling. I turned around and saw my pencil go flying. This account of an LSD experience was not excerpted from the diary of a young Timothy Leary disciple caught up in the psychedelic revolution of the 1960s. Rather, it is a Valley student's encounter with the mind-altering properties of LSD while at school. He requested anonymity, so we'll call him Jay. Maybe you know him and believe he would never use drugs, especially at Valley. He first used LSD last spring. It was just something I wanted to try, he explained. Jay now uses LSD at school one or two times a week. Obviously, the use of LSD at Valley does exist, but has it reached epidemic proportions? I don't think so, said Jerry Magle, assistant principal. LSD is back in the area. I don't think it's at epidemic or explosion status. Gary Reiner, sophomore, echoed McGill. He said he knows LSD use exists at school, but not enough for an explosion. Anna Marasco, Valley German teacher, said, there are probably some people who use LSD at school. I can tell if a student is high. McGill explained why he believes its use is limited. I think there are enough people who know what LSD can do, he said. The short-term effects of LSD, lysergic acid, dolethamide, are numerous, but the ones most readily associated with the use of the drug are the production of visual imagery and increased sensory awareness, the trip. Not all trips have effects as mild as the one Jay told us about, nor are all trips pleasurable. An adverse reaction to LSD can cause the user to be extremely frightened, paranoid, and overly suspicious. Doctors at the UCLA Medical Center named false beliefs or delusions as the top symptom of adverse LSD reaction syndrome, followed by severe depression, anxiety, panic, and confusion. Sometimes the ill effects last for weeks or months. For Jay, his schoolwork suffered because of his LSD use. My grades went down quite a bit. Last year, I was getting about a 3.2. Now I'm getting a 2.2. The danger of physical addiction is minimal, accounting for the lack of severe withdrawal symptoms when the regular use is discontinued. Also, there is no known lethal dose for humans or any record of a fatal overdose. However, the psychological damage from an adverse reaction or bad trip can be substantial. Many LSD users become disorganized, confused, and experience flashbacks. Changes in the user's perception are also likely. Stories like the one about a girl jumping off of a cliff, 
thinking that the ocean was a silk scarf, are common. It is even possible to have recurrences of symptoms of a trip that occurred as much as three years before, without even using LSD in the interim. This flashback can be prompted by anger, personal problems, certain kinds of music, or intense lights, and can be very dangerous to that person and people around him. Another hazard of LSD use is, of course, its illegality. The possession or use of any controlled substance while at Valley may be cause for expulsion. Recently, a Valley student was disciplined because he had LSD in his locker. McGill said the student was confronted in PE and asked to open his locker, where a quantity of LSD was found. The student was expelled. McGill explained that the police would be notified if the amount of LSD found exceeded reasonable levels for personal use. In other words, the administration would assume that the drug was being delivered or distributed by the student. I think it should be legalized myself. I believe that if people want to do this to their bodies, let them, commented Jay. One reason for the popularity of LSD may be the ease in concealing it. In liquid form, the drug is very concentrated. An eyedropper full can give an LSD experience to over 100 people. Consequently, LSD can be concealed on stamps, envelopes, and even clothing. Jay said, It's very, very easy not to get busted with it. It's just paper. It's not like having a bag of dope or a pipe in your pocket. The sale of LSD can be a lucrative business. There's a lot of money to be made, Jay said. You can buy a sheet of 100 doses for about $140 or $160, and you could sell it for $3 a hit. Right there, that's $300. $3 is an average price for one 120 to 140 microgram dose, according to Jay. Sometimes a double or triple dose can be purchased for $5. LSD doses around school receive creative names, from yellow dunesburys to holy purple pyramid to soccer ball. Jay also said that buying LSD was relatively easy if you know the right people. Anyone would sell it, he said. However, what people think they're getting could be vastly different from what they actually receive. Impurities in black market LSD have been found in analysis. Users often don't know exactly how much LSD they are purchasing. Many times, dosage are much less, and in some cases, much greater than the dosage that was thought to be purchased. According to Jay, the risk of buying fake LSD is low. Any experienced user would know if the drug was LSD or not. There's no substitute for acid, he said. Finally, Jay indicated a desire to quit using LSD, but is not sure if he can give up the drug's effects on him. I like to do it. It's really a neat thing, but I want to quit because my grades are going down. Illegal hunting threatens WDM residents' wildlife. Illegal hunting in West Des Moines is endangering people, pets, and property as careless individuals disregard city ordinances and common safety considerations. The car full of youthful hunters with guns bristling from the windows stopped on 50th Street near Fuller Road. It looked like they were road hunting. Scanning the harvested cornfield, the five occupants began unloading from the car. When informed that hunting is banned within the city limits, one of the young men with guns became irritated. Don't worry about it, he said belligerently. The car was gone when the WDM patrol officer arrived on the scene 15 minutes later. Not only does the city of West Des Moines prohibit the discharge of firearms within the city limits, 
But trapping is also prohibited. It is also illegal to carry or transport loaded firearms within the city limits. Nonetheless, the sound of gunshots in the southwest portion of the city is common during the hunting season, even though the area is interspersed with homes and residents who enjoy the wooded hills of the area. There is even evidence that hunters have stalked game in Southwoods Park, located north of Fuller Road on 39th Street. WDM Police Chief Rick Carson said, I wish those people living out there would call us when hunters are seen or heard in the area. The afternoon had been spent cutting wood and carrying logs to the house, but we had taken time to enjoy a hike through the woodland paths and had just completed a fall barbecue and picnic. The two hunters who suddenly burst through the woods seemed as surprised as we were. Did you get permission to hunt here? I asked, knowing they had not, since it was my property. They apologized and quickly left. They said they lived about a mile away and had walked through the woods from the south. After they were gone, I realized how dangerous the quiet woods could be. None of us were wearing brightly colored clothing. We had been working and hiking through the area without concern for this danger. Our movements through the woods could easily have been misinterpreted by an over-eager hunter. Basic rules of courtesy require hunters to get permission before hunting on private property and safety considerations prohibit hunting near homes and buildings. A new state law requires that before a hunting license can be issued, the individual must present a certificate of completion of a hunter safety course. A class for Polk County hunters will be held at the Ankeny Isaac Walton League Clubhouse on December 8th. The course will start at 8 a.m. and run until 4.30 p.m. For more information, call in the evenings Carl Carlson, 964-0398, or Bill Goshorn, 964-9346. The minimum age to take the course is 12 years. The course covers hunter responsibility and ethics, history of firearms, safe gun handling, bow hunting and safety, survival and first aid, and game care and identification. She had been missing all day. The little yellow dog lived in a house surrounded by woods on a 20-acre lot. When she was outside, she rarely explored the woods more than a few hundred feet from the house and would normally return to the door within 10 or 15 minutes. By evening, the concerned members of her family began searching the woods, calling her name. She heard us and her barking led us to her predicament. She was caught in a trap placed without permission in the small creek north of the pond. Fortunately, no bones were broken in her tiny foot, but she had been suffering and hopelessly trapped for more than 12 hours. There is no owner identification on the trap as required by state law. In late 1982, Lloyd Clark, 5,000 grand, reported a similar incident to the West Des Moines City Council, which then determined that trapping in the creeks and woods of the city should be prohibited. The city of Clive also prohibits trapping within the city limits and recently ticketed a youth responsible for placing traps in the 2100 block of 100th Street. The youth also suffered an injury to his hand when it was caught in one of his traps. We walked past the barn and suddenly spotted the deer in the trees a hundred yards away. They spotted us first and we caught a glimpse when we heard them run for cover. The doe hid behind a tree and I could not get a clear view through the camera, although I could see her watching us intently through the branches. The two young deer hid behind her. No good photos yet, 
but we had observed the deer family weekly since spring when she led the twin fawns to visit the salt block. It was hard to believe the two tiny animals had laid hidden helplessly in the woods for weeks while their mother stood in the distance, returning only to feed them. But since homeowners in the area mostly comply with a WDM ordinance requiring residents to confine their dogs, the fawns were safe from this threat. The deer stood still for several minutes, but when we tried to move closer, they effortlessly bounded over the barbed wire fence and ran to the top of the hill. I was amazed at the grace and speed of the animals. At that speed, they would quickly pass the line of houses and move into the cornfields to the north. Suddenly, the quiet of the afternoon was shattered by the sharp report of two gunshots echoing from behind the hill. Story and Photo by Brian Granberg Classified Advertisements For sale, bassinet and changing table for baby, white wicker, excellent condition, $20 each. For sale, heavy-duty workbench, $25, colonial bookcase headboard, $15. For sale, dinette set, large table and four chairs, $50. Chairs, clawfoot rocker, kitchen cupboard, mahogany back bar, 73 Nova hatchback parts. For sale, Doberman puppies, registered with shots, wormed and ears done, fawns, blues, and blacks. Cabbage Patch Dolls, three sizes, choice of sex, eye color, and hairstyle. Pool Table, bar size three quarter, solid slate top, good condition, $500 or offer. For sale, AMF 8HP tractor, 36 inch mower, snow blade, chains, and weights, excellent condition, many new parts, $450. Bedroom set, white French provincial dresser with mirror, hutch with three drawers underneath, nightstand and desk and chair, double bed with matching headboard. Color TV, RCA, 25 inch combination radio and stereo and TV, beautiful cabinet, guaranteed. For sale, refrigerator and gas stove, avocado green, good condition. Public notice, Polk County Sheriff's Department in accordance with section 321.89 of the Iowa Code will be selling at public auction abandoned and unclaimed vehicles on Monday, November 26th, Bills towing at 1.30 p.m., R&R towing at 2.30 p.m., Bob Rice, Sheriff, G.W. McDole, Chief. Want to buy fuel oil stove? Mm-hmm.